0: Welcome back to DM Nastics, the gym for dungeon masters to work out their minds. I am DM Neil, aka Choke Maniac, and with me today is
1: Jeff Stormer, host of the Party of One podcast.
0: Yeah, and you can actually go and hear DM Mitch on the Party of One podcast in a recent episode. And if I play my cards right, someday you might hear me too.
1: Eh, maybe we'll see. Eh, well... Depends if I have fun today.
0: Yeah, I was going to say this is really going to decide which way that goes right now. Yeah. So. So this one will tie back to episode number 74, Small Group Games, which, surprise, based on the podcast he hosts and the fact that he's here, Jeff, <laughs> y- you were the guest.
1: Yes, will. yes, that was a great discussion. I was really, I enjoyed it a whole
0: lot. And this will also be about DMNastics number 61. Is one the loneliest number? So for that one, like a quick setup explanation was that. The idea, you know, inspired by you and your podcast was to collaboratively build an adventure for like a level ten to fifteen range for a single player to go through. So Jeff and I have our top picks from the forum users and I'll let you know what I'll let you go ahead and share yours first.
1: Sure, yeah, I am a really big fan of DM foreclosures specific setting two the uh it is a fortress of solitude glacier dungeon in the center of an undead swamp with a lich like hiding in it yeah it's like so there's a there's a deep swamp graveyard that a frost giant died in and he opened up a portal to the elemental realm and so like this swamp has grown this icy fortress and it is so like filled with the undead because they can't feel cold and they're the only people that can really survive in that sort of horrific arctic environment which is the which makes it the perfect place for a lich to like lay low amass an army and that's a really cool i'm super into that idea there's a lot that i like there
0: so then the other thing with that one is the number of like real world imagery like images yeah. that you can get with it like that's what blew me away was another forum user Whipstash linked a ton of actual images of frozen swamps which are super yeah
1: i I saw that it's real neat like it's super it's cool to see oh i'm really into it like seeing the trees rising up out of the ice and where the area where it like hasn't quite frozen is really uh, oh i can imagine it really fuels description because i can see the little things you can look at these pictures you can almost feel like your feet cracking through where the ice hasn't formed all the way through and that's really like evocative and I really like having picture references for things, even if they are, like, fantastical. Yeah.
0: <laughs> difficult, difficult terrain. Yeah. A, a mostly ice-covered swamp,
1: but not entirely.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then you fall through, and then it freezes uh, over the
1: top. And uh, it's cold, but it's still wet mud underneath, so, uh, so you're going to, like, sink in it. Oh, uh, yeah. Awesome.
0: So for my pick, it was from DM Doug Spiracy, which is Morgan Jenkins, and he referenced an old creature, or oh, I say old because it's past editions, because he couldn't find it in the fifth edition, and it is the Imoth, I think I'm saying that right, which is like an eight-foot giant from the elemental plane of ice who has a beard, so I'm in right away sure and is apparently like kind of neutral and just like seeks knowledge so like maybe they somehow got through trying to figure out why is there this tear in the plane of you know, an elemental plane of ice yeah and just like showed up one day and then they could be an ally or a neutral party for the person to interact with and try and figure something out
1: yeah i i super love whenever you can make like neutral parties weird and i think that re- this one is is weird and cool and it perfectly ties into the whole setting around it is having them be these super giant knowledgeable ice giant creatures like the idea of just like talking to them and getting information from them i think would make a really interesting it it makes the world weirder and i i live for that so yeah i agree that's super cool
0: yeah especially because the initial interaction is probably going to be The assumption that they're going to have to fight and then overcome some sort of language barrier because they're they're not from this plane and then figure out, oh, wait, we're in this we're kind of in this boat together.
1: Yeah. And I think it's interesting because I like the idea of a a neutral party. I think it challenges their perception a little bit. It challenges the PC's perception of like them as the unquestioned good and monsters as the unquestioned Mm -hmm. evil. If you have, like, a neutral party that isn't just neutral, but, like, looks like they're part of the dungeon. Oh, yeah. Because, like, you have these eight-foot ice giants in this ice swamp. They're going to look like they are part of the video game stage. But having them be like, no, we're a neutral party. Like, we're not. We're a neutral party. We're not, like, the big bad. It forces them away from their the players away from their comfort zone in a way that is really cool. Yeah,
0: because I mean, if you were to look it up, I M M O T H, and it's on the Dungeons and Dragons wiki. The this looks like a bad guy. They've got like long talons, a an ice tail that apparently holds poison in it. So,
1: <laughs> oh, this thing's horrifying. Yeah.
0: Yeah, my immediate assumption is that it's gonna be a, a fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then the next step is we're gonna lift the mental weights together right mm-hmm. now. All right. So now we have to decide which of these other pieces, and I will defer to your expertise on the adventure for one person. What of these do we think would be good to add in?
1: The one thing I would add in 100% is an omen or prophecy, and I would tie it back into that player. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, that would be the thing that I would would 100% like... Bring in is because if they're the star of the story, I I would have no problem, and I think it would be really exciting to make it that the story is ultimately about them. Yeah. So like if they have some reason to be able to either kill the lich, like if the lich is related to them or so in some capacity, or even to like seal the portal, that's what I would put in as a thing that says you can turn around and and walk left and find a different adventure. But if you do, the bad thing happens. There's no chance that another adventurer comes along and does what you have to do.
0: Yeah, I really like that idea. And I don't know why I hadn't thought of this, but like you saying that like really flipped the switch of like,
1: if it's only one
0: player, there should never be a hesitation to shine the light on them because they're the only other player.
1: Yeah, it's maybe my favorite part about two player games is that you get to play with characters that are unquestionably the star. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I was thinking with the idea of a lich that this person would be the only one that understands or knows about the phylactery.
1: That would be cool. Yeah. They had like a reason to be like, oh, I know what this phylactery is. And so I know what to look for. Like, that would be awesome. Yeah.
0: Potentially even playing it off of the idea where you had mentioned that they might be a relative. It could be like this long-standing heirloom that they already have on them. Oh, that's neat. And then they have to destroy this thing that they've been using to get where they are, but then they won't have it anymore. So then that's the point. Yeah,
1: that'd be into that, yeah.
0: Sweet. So the the other one that I would like to add would be a chase scene. I don't know how to do that well with a party, and I don't know
1: if I think it would work better with one person or not. Uh, I think that would be really cool to put in with just one person. like. Especially given the environment that it's in. I think that would be really like exciting.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think it might even work a little bit easier because then you don't have to hand wave some of the like, oh, one person is better or worse at the whole concept of a chase in the first place. But then it's just like, it's you against them. Go.
1: Yeah, I think that would be pretty cool.
0: Yeah, like you said, especially trying to trudge through the swamp and, like, what are they trying to hop from, like, ice to ice? Or are they trying to use the trees and the other foliage? Are they trying to surf on a zombie? I don't know.
1: Uh, Normally, I would say a chase is more exciting with one person, but I almost feel like, given the setting that we're in, I almost feel like you could do that with a full party and it would be really exciting. Yeah. Like, there are so many environmental hazards that whether you had one person or five, like, I think you could find really interesting and cool ways to, like, engage everyone like some somebody falls through an ice crevasse and somebody else has to save them or like some somebody just has to like find a way to get across the the wet mud but i think with one person i think one person having to deal with all of that would give such an interesting you know what would be cool about it
0: no I'm, i'm waiting
1: edge of my seat is tying together the chase and the moral quandary i think would be neat okay so like you have this phylactery you have a thing that can kill this lich And so the confrontation between the two of you is not, can I overpower this lich and get their phylactery to destroy it? Like, the lich is not in a position of, like, you can't destroy me because you don't have my phylactery. They're in a position of, oh, geez they have my phylactery. If they get to me, it's over. And then it sort of inverts the the villain-hero dynamic a little bit. Oh, yeah. Where suddenly the hero is the dominant party, and they're, like, trying to chase down the villain that is trying to avoid them.
0: I like that. That would be really neat. Especially if... Going back to DM4 Closure's idea of the glacier was that the glacier itself then is very much like a glacier in that the piece you see is only part of it. And then there's this labyrinth down below potentially. And so then chasing through, you know, and the lich already knows, but then how much is the lich like disarming the traps while going through to try and then rearm them? And then you have to get through them or not. I like it.
1: Yeah. And yeah, the whole idea that you're navigating through an environment that like is not necessarily comprehensible to you is really cool i think that would make a really neat chase i feel like there's a real there's some really cool death traps you could do i mean and they wouldn't i i think what would be neat about them is something that i'm a big fan of is i guess what you call like non-trap traps okay or like naturalist traps Oh okay an example from an old D D game i played is the floor it's not like it's not like a collapsing floor trap It's just that the floor is beat up and you can tell if you're going to like go across it, it's going to fall through, but there's a thing you need on the other side. Okay.
0: Yeah. And I would feel that in a one person scenario that you would have to forecast your traps pretty well or else you're a jerk.
1: I mean, (laughs) no, yeah, that's right. And I think that in an environment like the one that DM foreclosure is describing this like glacier dungeon, I feel like there's a lot of really cool forecasted traps. It's like, well, that ice is looking pretty thin.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or, like, it's just really cold, and if you, like, keep going down this hallway, it's just going to get colder. Because it kind, of, And I think it's neat because it, you force the player to be like, well, if I want to accomplish Objective X, I have to go through this trap. I know it's here. I have to either, like, confront it or solve it before I can move forward.
0: I like it. Well, and then I also like the idea of... Like an ice slide, or you know, play, yeah, playing playing up cool. how slippery things would be, and you're like, "Well, it's the only thing I know to do." I guess I'm just gonna keep going forward.
1: Right? Yeah, and that's exactly yeah. I think that I think the the setting that we're in ties to a lot of really cool traps because ice is weirdly dangerous for how like mundane it is.
0: Yeah, the everyday thing that you put in your drink, it could and probably does cause a ton of deaths.
1: Yeah, I think that's really cool.
0: I thought of a I thought of a great monster encounter. Oh yeah. Yep. So I think ice mephits. Yes, that'd be awesome. Or mephits imps, um whichever one works because you know because you have that portal to the elemental plane of ice. So who knows what else is saying, "Hey, cool." And then, and then just walking through it and then mm-hmm. having a bunch of you know and you turn left and then that's just what's greeting you flying right into your face.
1: Yeah. You know what would be a cool uh minor villain, something that I would I would definitely put in. Is we've got this this lich right? Mm-hmm. We have this undead entity that is in the swamp dungeon. What if underneath the swamp, before it froze, there was a like like mo- there was a monster that is essentially like preserved in that ice mm. that the lich is trying to like pull up? Okay, like a kraken or something, like something like that, where it's like a water monster.
0: Oh, and then, yeah, and then they break the seal yeah i like it i trying to think of what a cool monster thing it could be in there
1: like i was thinking of a kraken but i think they're like saltwater yeah. things maybe like a swamp kraken swamp
0: cra- <laughs> dead why not it's magic we can do Done. whatever
1: we want yeah but like something i i'm picturing like an underwater thing like one of those big kraken-esque monsters
0: yeah. And like vis- visually, like playing, playing out into all the ideas that we're going through. I can see you like chasing after the lich kind of coming down into a room, potentially through the ice slide. And then mm-hmm. you see the lich about to leave and then they break one of the walls and like a f- rush of water with this monster comes yeah. into that room.
1: Yeah. I think that would be really cool. Cause I think the neat thing about that would be tying into the moral like the quandary stuff and the idea that you already have the phylactery that would give you a really cool combat that you could use that would make up for the fact that the boss battle is probably not going to be as much a boss battle Mm -hmm. as it would be otherwise
0: yeah definitely because you're just essentially trying to get the two pieces in the same spot yeah and that's the
1: end so by adding in like this other big monster that it of course the lich crap like Earth, just before you get there because that's how that's drama baby yep. <laughs> that's how it works it, it gives you this big hard combat to make up for the fact that the actual lich battle is going to be much easier than it would be otherwise
0: any final ideas we want to add in to kind of close her out
1: one i have one okay, that i'd be really excited for. the the special condition okay i think that dm foreclosure mentioned it in the setting description the idea that uh the undead that are summoned are the only things that can live in that environment. So I think that adding a condition of like there are a lot of like potential undead would be kind of a cool oh, yeah. like like giving a lot of the undead a thing of like well they they seem to be just dead bodies they're not moving oh. but like if you shake them or under if you shake them like they could just be a frozen body or could not. be another zombie like you, yeah you have to like make that decision. It makes all of the enemies a little bit scarier.
0: Yeah, especially if you're you're doing that chase thing where it's like, do I take the time oh, to ensure Yeah. or do I not and risk that there would be like, who knows how many behind me now?
1: Right. That's, I didn't even think about that. That's super cool. Terrifying. Yeah. I like it. Oh, I really like it. That'd be awesome. That's awesome. Now I want to run this. I want to run this adventure. <laughs> Done. Hey,
0: you never know what, you never know. Hey, you might have to run me through it. We'll see.
1: It's true. Spoiler alert, you passed the audition, buddy. I'm, I'm, you got me excited about this. Yes, <laughs> I've
0: done it. All right. With that, though, I think we're going to set down the weights. All right. But if people wanted to hear more from you, where could they go?
1: The best place to probably find me is on Twitter at Party of One Pod. You can also listen to the show at SoundCloud.com Party of One um, I'm also on Facebook, and you can email me at Party of One Podcast and Gmail. But I'm on Twitter a lot because I'm Twitter trash. So that's probably the best place to get a hold of him. <laughs>
0: awesome. And if you wanted to follow us on Twitter, you could go to at DMNastics. Or if for some reason you wanted to follow me, you could go to at maniac And if you wanted to email us, you can do so at DMNastics at gmail.com. And you can check out the network we're on at BlockPartyPodcastNetwork.com. But first and foremost, I want to implore you, the listener, to join up on the forums and take part in these challenges and exercises as well as all the other conversations being had.
1: To do that, head over to dungeonmastersblock.freeforums.net and try some DMnastics so your players don't ask, do you even lift?
0: Oh, I could barely lift my right arm because I did so many. I don't know if you heard me counting, I did over a thousand.
1: Just watch out for the guns.
0: They'll get you.